I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, Steeler fans? Welcome back to another episode of State of the Steelers. I'm your Steel Curtain Network host, Daniel J. And today, you know, we're going to be talking about how the Steelers are always under the radar. This year, more than ever, I feel that they've been disrespected. But you know what that equals out to? Having one big chip on their shoulder. And for that, I think that bodes well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Without further ado, let's kind of get into why, first and foremost, I feel that the Pittsburgh Steelers are always disrespected. I mean, one, they have a, co- a coach in Mike Tomlin who has never had a losing season. And I know, I know that shouldn't be the bar. And, and you know, this city, this team goes based on championships, not winning seasons. You know, I get it. I get it. But in the time that, you know, Mike Tomlin has been a head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's taken the team to the promised land once by winning the Super Bowl and made an appearance in another Super Bowl, which honestly, you know, a couple ball balances a little different in a couple plays there. Maybe perhaps the Pittsburgh Steelers already have seven. Not to mention, you know, there were opportunities for this team to get the get a ring. And, and many times it was injury, whether it was Antonio Brown with a leg, the horrific injury with Ryan Shazier, uh, Le'Veon Bell having a knee that kind of prevented the Pittsburgh Steelers from moving forward in the postseason to maybe meet some of those expectations that, you know, us Steeler fans have for our team. With that being said, though, you can't take away from the, 
you know, the great effort, the great team that they put forward, even in a team or in a season when you think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are probably going to be picking in the top 10, probably um, not going to have a great year, have the, one of the toughest schedules, you know, go in the season with Mitch Trubisky and end up having to switch out to a rookie quarterback at the most difficult part of the season, start off very poorly and end up going seven and two. And if not for a uh, Miami Dolphins game, the Pittsburgh Steelers could have made the playoffs last season. So you put all that into perspective, you would think that, you know, going into a second season with that, you know, rookie quarterback, having probably one of the best drafts in recent times that I can at least remember when it comes from the first pick to the last pick. And yet the Steelers are still getting highly disrespected. You know, nobody's looking at them as a possible contender this year. Nobody's saying that they're, you know, a lot of people still disbelieve that they're going to do anything or make any noise. And not only does the disrespect hit the Pittsburgh Steelers, but now they're targeting our, our what we think is our franchise quarterback in Kenny Pickett. Now, there was a NFL... 2023 offseason quarterback power ranking sheet that went out earlier this week. And lo and behold, Kenny Pickett is number 28 among 32 quarterbacks falling behind some players that haven't even taken a snap in the league. It's just insane. Well, let's kind of go through it and we'll, we'll pick apart this, this deal here where I think that in my opinion, you know, CBS and and this NFL power ranking got it wrong. So the number 10 quarterback overall, according to this power ranking, is none other than massage. I mean, uh, Deshaun Watson out of from the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, for one thing, Watson missed a year and a half. And when he came back last season, you know, I get it. Maybe perhaps he's going to get to that player that he, that a lot of people think he was. I, for one, never thought of him as being one of the elite quarterbacks, just my opinion. You know, I've seen him play and I, I, I tend to stack up quarterbacks performance based on how they do against the Pittsburgh Steeler defense. And I've seen Deshaun Watson play live twice, once in Houston and once in uh, this last year in Pittsburgh in the last game of the season. And wasn't different me to me. Is the same guy. He's, he's a little bit elusive. He can kind of make some plays with his legs, but he doesn't scare me, and I highly doubt he scares the Pittsburgh Steelers with his arm and his uh, ability to read defenses and 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 to make plays down the field. But let's look at what Deshaun was able to do last season in six games that he did play. He went three for three. He was 99 uh, completion for 170 attempts, only 58.2 completion. He had seven touchdowns to five interceptions in that time, you know, and a, uh, and a rating of 79.1 and a QBR of 38.3. That sounds like a top 10 quarterback to you. Yeah, I didn't think so. All I heard was crickets on that one. So for me, I, I don't get it. I don't get it where they, the NFL or whoever's creating this power ranking is giving so much respect to a guy who probably deserves none. You know, but let's look at what Kenny Pickett was able to do. Now, he went seven and five, right? 
as a starter. However, went seven and two down the line. He turned it around. You know, he had seven touchdowns to nine interceptions, but a lot of those interceptions came early on in the beginning part of the season. After the bye, I believe he only had one interception. So he really turned it around. He just didn't wow anybody when it came to the touchdown. And I don't really think that's 100% his fault. You know, the Steelers addressed the offensive line in many different places for a reason. You know, they didn't just go in there and, and get a Sayumalu for the left side on, uh, as a guard and a Broderick Jones because Dan Moore and Dodson were playing at an all-pro level. Those, those things weren't happening. And so the Pittsburgh Steelers made and felt the need to do so. Now, you also have a guy like uh, Matt Canada running the offense back there. You know, I, for one, am, you know, I think, it, you know, the offensive calling, play calling could have been better, obviously. I think that the running game was pretty good. But I often said if this offensive line was poor and they're having to protect this offensive line as much as I thought that they were, and PFF put out a grade referencing how much that the Steelers – help their offensive tackles compared to the other teams in the league. That meant to me that this offensive line, maybe especially in the passing game, maybe the running game, they did get better. But in the passing game, they were a little bit lackluster. And thus, the Steelers had to make plays very quickly in the passing game. And Kenny Pickett definitely had to make some plays with his legs to move around and make some more time to get the ball down the field, which he has an excellent ability of doing. I can only imagine this year when he has a better offensive line and he doesn't really need to do that as often what he's going to be able to do. But when you have an offensive line that is massive as they are, they, 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 they bulked up. They got the pedigree that they have now. And, you know, they have the ability to possibly, you know, not have to be protective so much of their tackles. Maybe perhaps the passing game can be a little bit more imaginative and maybe perhaps they'll have the ability to allow plays to develop down the field. That's, not having to throw the ball within three seconds or very quickly. I think all those things bode well for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And so, you know, when you look at that as, you know, what the Steelers did this offseason, it's pretty clear where the holes were. You had the offensive line get, again, new players. And, you know, on the defensive side, just real quick, you had a complete overhaul in the middle linebacker position from players to coach. And so, in my opinion, you know, you had that situation there. So maybe perhaps now with a better offensive line and some better protection, uh, that will bode well for, for Kenny Pickett. And so, you know, Kenny had a 76.7 rating and a 51.5 QBR. It's not anything that's going to be wowing or anything like that. But he's a rookie. He's a rookie. You can't – he was a rookie. Let me rephrase that. You can't expect him to go in there and just, you know, be all pro first year – especially with a line that had some new pieces and a running back who was injured early in the off season. And, you know, the, the receiving core that they had, although on paper looked great, you know, the likes of Chase Claypool was on the team throughout the beginning part of the season, he ended up having, you know, getting dealt out. And, um, you know, you had uh, Deontay Johnson, who, in my opinion, you know, had some, some balls hit his hands and, and not come down with it or his feet being coming down in bounds. Um, so with that being said, I just kind of felt that when you looked at what Kenny Pickett did, you know, I went back and I watched some of his games late in the season against the Raiders, against uh, against the Ravens, to be able to come and do a game-winning drive at the end of the game, do it back-to-back -back games, and then go in 
into uh, Pittsburgh for the last game with the season on the line, with the pressure and all eyes on the team, still be able to overcome those things and uh, take care of business. Although they didn't get the help they needed, they still were able to um, move forward. So, uh, you know, going back to this, um, this list, my opinion, you know, having Deshaun Watson so, so high is just, I have, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. So we'll continue on further. Uh, the next person that I thought that was up a little bit higher than normal was Justin Fields at number 16 for the Chicago Bears. Now I get it. He's got, he's got legs. He can move around with his feet, but so can Lamar Jackson and Lamar's up there as well. You know, Lamar though has won an MVP and has actually won some games and taken his team to the playoffs. Uh, it's not been the same thing for for uh, Justin Fields, who went three and twelve. Um, he had a sixty point four percent completion, which is lower than the sixty three percent completion than Kenny Pickett. Um, he had he did have seventeen touchdowns to eleven interceptions, a uh, rating of eighty five point two, and a QBR of fifty four. And so, you know, in my opinion, he did better than than what Watson did, but still not elite. And perhaps, you know. In my opinion, maybe doesn't have that it factor, that drive to win. You know, it's not all about ability when it comes to, um, you know, the NFL. You know, I'll uh, quote one of my favorite movies, The Little Giants. It's what is it like 80 percent mental, 20 percent physical. So, you know, having and being able to process quickly or um, being able to know where everybody's at. And be able to process those things under high pressure situations and be able to make those plays and clutch moments like a Ben Roethlisberger, like a Kenny Pickett showed at the end of the season last year are important, in my opinion. And so, you know, everybody looks at, at for instance, uh, Joe Burrow as a guy that, you know, as a, uh, I guess, a bar, so to speak, for Kenny Pickett, because Joe Burrow is a guy that, you know, had smaller hands and, um, also, maybe not that cannon of a of an arm. And if you go and look at his rookie season, he went two and seven. He was sixty five point three percent complete. So he, he had a little bit more, you know, he had a, a little bit higher completion rating than Kenny Pickett his first year. Um, he had thirteen interceptions to, I mean, thirteen touchdowns to five interceptions, a QBR of forty eight, and a rating of eighty nine. So he didn't do so much more, in my opinion, better. Uh, then Kenny Pickett. However, Joe Burrow also was able to get a full training camp and a full off season as the number one guy and went into that season with the offense tailored for him and his abilities or, you know, what they knew of him. That wasn't the case for Kenny Pickett. You know, it was Mitch Trubisky in the beginning. So we have to, you know, take that into consideration. And so just kind of wanted to give that food for thought. Now, like I mentioned before, Kenny Pickett's down there. Before you get to Kenny Pickett, you have Bryce Young at 21. You have Jordan Love, who's been a backup to Aaron Rodgers for his entire career and really hasn't shown much when he's been able to get into the game at 24. Anthony Richardson at 26 and C.J. Stroud ahead of Kenny Pickett at 27. Kenny Pickett coming in at 28. I find this highly disrespectful in the in the essence of these are guys that haven't taken a snap yet. These are guys that we have no idea if what they were able to do in college is going to transition into the NFL. These guys haven't even participated in rookie minicamp. So 
I have no idea why. I mean, I get the hype and this, that, and the third, but I don't understand why you would put somebody ahead of anybody who has any type of uh, history in the NFL unless, you know, they're really bad, like Baker Mayfield or something. <laughs> and so um, just had to throw that out there. But to me, when it comes to this situation here, I'm, I'm not pleased with it. And I hope that it, it grows a chip on Kenny Pickett's shoulder so big that he just goes out there to prove the entire world wrong on his abilities and his performance. And he just goes out there and kills it. You know, that's, that's my goal. And that's what I'm hoping for. And I think that maybe perhaps when you look at a list like this, that there's that possibility you're going to see something like that, you know, out of, out of Kenny Pickett, a guy that we know is, is a, um, a competitor. He's, He's going to try and, you know, he's got that competitive edge and that winning, that winning it factor. So I'm looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to the Pittsburgh Steelers showing up and doing some damage. Well, we're going to take a quick break real quick and when we get back on the other side. I'm going to talk to you guys about another player who has a chip on his shoulder. And then we're going to get into some Steelers making headlines. Don't go anywhere. We'll take a quick break from our with our sponsors. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ain't the worst looking man you've ever seen. Train. 
Hey, check it out. You made it to the other side. Welcome back to State of the Steelers, a Steelo Curtain Network uh, podcast and a fans first sports network podcast as well. Uh, today, we're talking about the Steelers going under the radar, being disrespected and having a huge chip on their shoulder. And there's a player that is new to the Pittsburgh Steelers that has some family ties there that is coming into this season with a big chip on his shoulder. And that's none other than Joey Porter Jr. You know, there was some uh, video that went out earlier uh, this week where it showed Joey Porter was at or in Kansas City the night of day one of the draft. And, you know, he fell out of the first round. You know, he was highly disappointed. And there was a conversation that, you know, Joey Porter Sr. Peasy had with his son. And he was talking about how he needs to use that as motivation. He needs to use that to show the rest of the league and all the other teams that they screwed up by not selecting him. Now, fortunately for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're not on that end or side of that chip, so to speak, because the Steelers did pick him at 32. And, you know, Omar Khan had came out and he was on, uh, on, on Florio's podcast or show talking about how they had gotten a lot of interest in, in that 32nd pick to move back and, and that they've gotten some pretty good value, but nothing that was going to surpass the value of getting a Joy Porter Jr. You know, at first I was a little bit skeptical about this pick just because I thought maybe perhaps this was just some glamour for the name. You know, him being son of Joy Porter Sr., who was a great outside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the more I look into it and the more I've kind of looked into his film and in his highlights and, and the way he plays, uh, I, I'm really, really getting super stoked about this pick and this pickup for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a guy that has some really good, you know, arm length. I mean, he's really long arms. He's got the he's a taller guy. He's very aggressive and can knock some receivers off their timing with the quarterback off the line of scrimmage. You know, this is a guy who um, when you look at at perhaps, you know, what he was able to do throughout his career. As a junior, he played in 13 games, contributed on 769 snaps, and he chalked up, you know, 46 tackles, nine assists, and added 14 stops. In the secondary, he forced three pass breakups, had one interception, and he gave up a quarterback rating of 84.7, which isn't great, right? You know, but it is better than his sophomore year. He he did go up every single year. You know, his sophomore year, when targeted by quarterbacks, quarterbacks rating were 127. But as a senior in 2022, he took his game to an elite level. He was in 10 games playing 440 snaps. He logged in 24 tackles, four assists, five stops in coverage. Didn't have any picks. You know, and that was one thing that I think maybe led to him falling a little bit was the lack of splash there. But he had nine pass breakups and, and surrendered a quarterback rating on targeted of 63.6. I mean, you know, talk about getting steps and talk about moving up every single year and becoming a better football player. I think this young man did that. And I think he's going to continue on the trajectory that he has been on. You know, when you look at the snaps that, you know, or the targets that he had, he had a lot of targets last season in the first game, but after that, I think it dropped down to like under 20 targets the entire season. So when it comes to the splash and the interception aspect, it could be just solely because he wasn't targeted much. How are you going to intercept the ball when the ball's not coming to you? Right. And so, you know, this is going to be a guy that was expected and he expected to be open the first. He had high expectations for himself. You know, he was 
in my opinion, you can kind of see it. Him and his father were a little bit disappointed in the combine when he ran, you know, the four five ish range. And, you know, he thought he was going to hit in the four threes. I think he ran a four five on, you know, it was unofficial. And then he also ran like a four four unofficial. But he thought he was going to be a little bit quicker than those two times. And you could see his dad going up to him. And there was some disappointment there that he didn't perform to a higher standard. And there was some definite disappointment there when he wasn't selected, uh, you know, in the first round. But he's, you know, you can just tell that this young man is going to use that as motivation and take it out on the opposing team's offenses. And that for one can't wait to see this because I think he's going to be a fantastic player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so he's going to come in with a huge chip on his shoulder on the defensive side. You know, I think the defense as a whole is probably going to come in with a chip on the shoulder because that's how they are, you know, especially when you're led by your team captains and and T.J. Watt and especially Cam Hayward, who are nasty and physical guys that are going to get in your face. You know, how many times have we heard that those two men got into altercations with their own team during training camp or or, uh, you know, practice or whatnot. And so, you know, if they're getting ugly with their own teammates, you can only imagine how ugly they are with the opposition. And so that, you know, leadership reflects or the team is going to reflect their leaders. And that leadership there is going to is definitely one that you want in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and the Steelers uh, in the headlines, we had a couple of, uh, you know, I had our general manager, Omar Khan, come out on the uh, uh, Florio show. And then we also had Andy Weidel, you know, talk about his first draft with Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin when he met with the media. And, you know, he said that it was a big collaborative effort. We came together. We fanged Steelers, our kind of people, our kind of players. And that was a comment from him at his press release. Now, um, what he said or when asked, you know, what kind of guys are or what is a Steelers guy, right? Weidel responded with they are physical, tough, love football, which is important. You know, when you look at it, for instance, a guy like Christian Gonzalez, who made a pre-draft visit to the city of Steel and didn't, you know, make a great impression it was rumored that it was because he wasn't the guy that maybe perhaps was all in it for the football, you know, when asked, and this is what the rumor was when asked why he uh, chose Oregon or went to Oregon or moved to Oregon. Uh, he said that he was following his defensive coach. And I guess Tomlin expected a more, you know, a different type of answer, more competitive answer, you know, to be in a place or an area where the competition is more fierce, things of that nature not just to follow the defensive coordinator. So, you know, and it was speculated that he had told somebody like a uh, Mika Fitzpatrick that probably not expect to see Christian Gonzalez anytime soon. And so, you know, love football is important. And we know that, you know, for instance, um, Roderick Jones had told some folks that Tomlin's looking for some goons and, you know, those are guys that are hard hitting, love the game. I mean, you go and look at somebody that that reminds me of it completely is a guy like George Pickens. I mean, a lot of people think that he's like a diva and whatnot because he's always trying, you know, he was he had some moments, you know, where he may have been throwing a tantrum. 
because he wasn't getting the ball or so people expected that. I think it was more because of the performance of the offense in whole, because there were times where you could see him celebrating, having a great time when other players were getting into the end zone and it wasn't himself. You know, when he was doing blocks and he's getting nasty with the defensive backs of the opposition, in my opinion, he's, you know, he's exactly what you want. But when you have a guy that's like that, that's passionate, you know, you can expect some passionate, you know, responses when your offense is playing as poorly as it did in certain points of the season last year. Um, but I'll continue. Andy Wilde stated he, you know, continued to say high football character players. You know, they don't want anybody that's going to have some issues. And, you know, that leads me to believe that maybe perhaps the whole Jalen Carter moving up to nine for him, you know, and trading with the Bears was a little bit of a smokescreen, you know, given the fact that he had had some character issues and off the field issues, needless to say. So, um, you know, I like this answer. These are what you want to find in a player, right? Uh, he continues to say, guys who are resilient, they can handle it. They can come back from a setback, and they can. They just have fortitude. They are strong-willed. They are tough on players, on others, players, and people. And, you know, I, I love this definition of what a Steeler is from Andy Weidel, and it's great that he's able to know what a Pittsburgh Steeler is so early in his career with the Steelers. You know, this is his first year. You know, he's coming from Philadelphia. And you can already see his imprint on this team. You're seeing some beef up front in the trenches on both sides, you know, with, you know, Sam Malu, Broderick Jones, and on the opposite side, yeah, Finoku, and you have um, – you know, the recent draft of Keanu Benton, who I think is also a pretty good tra uh, value at 49 where the Pittsburgh Steelers got him. He's got some really impressive size. And so, you know, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are moving in the right direction here, especially up front. And I think that they're going to have a much better year than a lot of these people are indicating. And so, you know, I'm excited about this. I think that this team is moving, like I said, in the right direction. And it, in my opinion, the only thing that might be holding this team back might be the offense coordinator, but well, that'll be yet to be seen. You know, I think as a fan base, we should probably give Matt Canada a chance and a benefit of the doubt. However, I think that leash should be very short, very short, you know, because I think there is no, there's no excuse, you know, especially offensively. You have a, offensive line that the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion, are building to be one of the better offensive lines in the league. You have a running back who's been able to, when healthy especially, make a lot out of nothing. You know, you have a Pat Fryermuth and now a Darnell Mount Washington as tight ends. That's going to be a dual threat, in the, not only in the passing game, but also as a great blockers and utilizing perhaps maybe even like a Connor Hayward as a, uh, a split back, so to speak, and a guy that's going to be playing a fullback position and get some of those pitches underneath. You also have, you know, George Pickens, Robinson, who the Steelers traded for, and, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson coming back. And, you know, as much as, you know, he Deontay Johnson gets and, and whatnot, he does, he is one of the best separators in football and getting open. You know, if he can just kind of dial in on, some of the more important plays there and not drop the ball during those weighty moments or go backwards 
ever get his feet inbounds. I, I think he'll he, he's he's a fine player. He's a fine player. I think maybe perhaps the expectations a little bit high on him, given the fact that a lot of folks think he should be Antonio Brown, and he's not. That that, that is what it is. And so, you know, you have Kenny Pickett who finished seven and two down the line, a guy that, you know, in my opinion, was already making jumps forward in his uh, progression there as a quarterback. You know, you had a moment last year where he was playing against the uh, the Steelers were playing against the Miami Dolphins and the ball was in Pickett's hands on two occasions at the end of the game where he had the opportunity to drive the ball down the field, put points on the board and come out with a W. And in both of those occasions, he threw interceptions. You know, he fell into those position twice late in the season against the Raiders and the Ravens. And one at home and one probably the one of the most coldest games in, in Steelers history. And another one on the road in a hostile environment that is the Baltimore Ravens. And in both of those situations was able to go down and put the ball in the end zone with his arm. And come out with touchdowns and the victory. So, you know, you see that progression. Now he has a full off season. There's none of this, you know, putting him in in the middle of the uh, of the season against the hardest part of your schedule. You have, you know, a uh, schedule based on teams finishes last year that appears to be not as difficult this year. And like I mentioned, you have an offense now that's tailored towards him, not necessarily Mitch Trubisky. And so now we're going to be able to see what he has. And I think that there's going to be a huge jump in his performance. Don't forget this young man has also gained 13 pounds of muscle in, in the last few months that the season's been over. You know, I saw him on the Cam Hayward podcast. He looks noticeably bigger, noticeably stronger. You know, it's not double cheeseburger bigger. (laughs) And so I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are in route for a very surprising season for people outside of the Berg, people outside of Steeler Nation. I think they're going to be surprised. But for you and me listening in, we're not going to be surprised because we know what kind of team the Pittsburgh Steelers have created and are creating and where they're going to be going. And we, for one, are not going to be surprised when this team wins double digit, has double digit wins this season and makes an appearance in the playoffs. You know, I, for one, can't wait, can't wait. Copy uh, Big Brosco and his, uh, you know, send off. I can't wait either. So I want to thank everybody for not checking out. The other audio shows that we have, uh, Let's Ride by Jeff Hartman, um, Bad Language by Brian Anthony Davis, Stat Geek with uh, Dave Schofield. You need to go check those things out. And also, if you guys aren't on YouTube, go check out Steel Curtain Network on YouTube. You'll see me and Shannon White on The Hangover airing out at mon- on Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Don't want to miss it. It's live. We get interactive sometimes with our with the uh, the folks in the live chat. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Plus, you get to see our ugly mugs. So, but with that being said, I'm Daniel J. I want to thank everybody that's listening in. This is another episode of State of the Steelers. Can't wait for this season to start. I know it's a long ways, but rookie, rookie minicamp is around the corner and we'll get some more news. That being said, see you guys on Monday on The Hangover. Peace.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.